Welcome to Babe Patrol. Podcast about sneaking around and sneaking into those DMs. Wow. <laughs> Have you ever slipped into anyone's DMs? Um, like cold sh- DM'd somebody? You were like, ooh, that's a cutie. Like, hey, what's up? I think that I have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's but clearly like, foggy. It didn't work out great if you have no well, hot story. Like, I, I'm, I'm hesitating only because I feel like in my mind, I was probably like, I'm going to start a conversation with this person and we're going to fall in love. A hundred percent. A 100% not how it went. Um, <laughs> but it wasn't like overt they probably wouldn't have known that i was quote unquote mm-hmm. you know slipping into their dms it just sort of seemed like a random message mm-hmm. and did you try to like provide a reason for said slippage were you um, like hi you know i was just thinking about you and i saw a tartan pattern that i love at the fabric store and i thought i would just take a quick snap of it and send it to you <laughs> i don't know i'm just trying to imagine like a little excuse or something <laughs> Oh, there was definitely an excuse. I don't know what it was. Mm -hmm. But maybe I can do some digging in my own DMs Mm -hmm. and see what I might have sent to somebody. Has anyone ever slippaged into yours? I don't think so. I'm really bad at picking up on stuff like that, though. Let's Mm -hmm. say a a hard hard maybe not. (laughs) (laughs) There's one thing you can say about maybes. Yeah. They can be hard? It's a hard hard maybe. I think it's quite unlikely, but I'm, I'm leaving the door ajar. How about you? Yeah. For both questions? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, sure, I have yeah. slipped. You have slipped. Into the DMs. Yeah. And Has it, it worked? Yes. Ooh. <laughs> and? Well, I'm not going to reveal. You know, I don't, well, you don't, I don't DM and tell. Was, but. <laughs> okay. okay. I have had some really interesting connections with men via that world the Mm -hmm. dm world and at least once that has translated like into actual physical contact (laughs) but it doesn't always like sometimes that falls off for me i'm like "Eh, actually i'm not into this or that falls off for them or like whatever we just like stop talking you know well done very millennial of you oh thank you so much (laughs) and uh and i would say has anyone slipped into mine? Oh, a hundred percent. Not to sound like an absolute dick bag, but no, yes, but that for makes sure. perfect sense to me. You're I mean, also I'm like a real content creator too, for sure. Yeah, very online in and pretty quick to respond. Mm-hmm. And I also always take like a little DM slippage to not be sexual or romantic unless someone's really going to push it there. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just going to assume that you want to be buddies, and in that case, like. I am down. You mm-hmm. want to be my little Instagram buddy? I am your Instagram buddy already, <laughs> you know? And I like to be reached out to. I think it's nice. Yeah. I also like to, I, I've as a person who is socially awkward and has a lot of generalized social terror, I love a little like becoming a buddy on, mm-hmm. you know, on ye olde computer first. Yep. <laughs> like that makes life so much easier for me. Then I can leap into your arms in person and I'm not worried about it. You know, when we've declared so our to love to one another already, then I'm like, okay, great. You we know? are so opposites that way. Yeah. I mean, I also suffer from social terror, but in very different ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that we're not even using anxiety anymore. No, it's <laughs> social terror. Okay, anyway, tell me about it. You, well, why, yeah, how I was we're just going to say, like, if I get to know somebody online, to me, that feels like the stakes are higher mm. when we meet in person. Mm. Um, so I'm, like, already a little bit emotionally invested in it. And mm-hmm. I can't attach the same way I can if we just, like meet or I just you're just like a stranger I meet on the mm, street and we have mm-hmm. like a chit chat mm-hmm. and so I don't like it like even with online dating I don't yeah, like to with talk different too world much. entirely it yeah, is uh-huh, it is but, but yeah. like you know that you're both kind of interested and like maybe you have some conversation it really cannot I've learned over the years I feel like my inclination is to just like go deep in conversation really quickly yeah but I've learned to have to like kind of cut it off and like meet the person in in person or else yeah. it's just going to be like the worst first date ever because I'm just going to be very yeah. nervous Online dating aside, I I will just say in like DM world or making friends on social meds, when it comes to like just meeting a person cold, there's a huge part of my brain that is so focused on like, oh, gee, I hope this person likes me. But if they already like me based on content or interaction, then I then I can relax. Mm -hmm. And so 
if I've already laid some good groundwork, <laughs> then I'm okay to just like be confident and like be with you and be very present with you. If I'm meeting you cold, it's hard for me. I have a lack of presence in some ways because a big portion of that brain stem mm-hmm. of mine is caught up entirely on like how I'm coming across and it's like very self-focused and it doesn't feel natural or authentic. And then I'm worried that I'm not there with you as much as I would want to be. Mm-hmm. I so get that. a little smoothing of the road with a little DM action is great. Online dating, like fucking A, terrible. I don't know. Everything is bad. Every first date, I want to shit my pants and like pass out. <laughs> so, um, and I, I've like... done both of those things. I think <laughs> God bless I've you. I've definitely shit my pants. On I might not have date? actually passed out. <laughs> oh, I'm certain. You'd think, you You're would amazing. think that this would be like on the surface of my memory. I love you. No, no I wouldn't. I'm... If I shit my, if I shit my pants on a first date, that is the sort of memory my brain would be like, no, delete immediately. Yeah. We will not have access to that in the future yeah. no <laughs> yeah I've done some really embarrassing things on first dates I love you I yeah. love you for everything <laughs> inside of your being and I love you for doing scary things on first dates and embarrassing things so that it just you know it's gonna soothe everyone including me now now tell us all of them back to back one after another <laughs> I wish I could I really should keep a running list but mm. it's funny we are I think just opposites in yeah. that way enough if somebody is in what I like if I know them well enough to to consider them kind of an acquaintance whether we've met in person mm-hmm. or not mm-hmm. that is like where all of my discomfort lives mm-hmm. if i if i'm going in cold and i don't know you mm-hmm. totally good if we are like fast friends and i feel cur- for perfectly comfortable around you amazing mm-hmm. anything in between is a big long mushy gray zone of shit i hate mm-hmm. i also hate that too come to be totally honest with you now yeah. One-on-one conversation in the DMs actually does like smooth it for me but in the real world outside of the internet if we've met twice and then I see you out and about I'm like am I supposed to wave to you am I are we supposed to be like I don't know if it's like two years after meeting someone I'm like are you supposed to be like hey how are you or are you supposed to just be like I don't see you it's fine I don't know I don't know what those rules are no no, idea no idea I have also been like oh I think I'm not supposed to talk to that person and ignored them and then and then dm'd them later to apologize (laughs) someone who I maybe talked to right out of my playbook five years ago (laughs) I'm like oh hi I did see you at the coffee shop yesterday and I didn't wave because I got scared so you can always say I didn't wave because honestly I just shit my pants Yeah, I'll do that from here on out. <laughs> it had nothing to do with you, just my bowels. Yeah, it just had to do with the shit in my pants. Oh my god. Oh, bodily functions. This okay. is such a funny extended intro. We still haven't even really like finished that. Yeah, bit, but... a lot of this is going to get edited, no, I think. It's so funny and good. I love it. No. Well, so Ashley, mm-hmm. do you have any gossip for us this week? I sure do, but you can't tell anyone. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see. This week, I would like to have us stretch our arms out and lean back in our chairs and explore a little historical gossip. Ooh. It's a little spooky. I wasn't even planning to do this one today. I was thinking about talking about something else, but then I decided someone at work actually mentioned this story just this past week, and I was like totally amazed that I had never heard anything about it before. Mm. So for those of you who don't live in this area, we're yet again just going to talk about our tiny area, which is good. This takes place, this historical gossip takes place in Portsmouth in 1939. So in Portsmouth, um, for our busybodies far afield, um, we have this river, the Piscataqua, and it cuts between Portsmouth and Kittery, where your fair podcast co-hosts are currently recording. And the Piscataqua, I think, is like a really special river for many reasons. But one of the things that is so special about it is that it has like a globally renowned current that is extremely strong and um, has killed many. And also, this is grisly, so content warning. But um, I also think that it has been the reason that like, Sometimes if a, if a murder has already happened, that is a great place for people to release said body to mm. not be found. So and I just want to with that, give like a big heart and love and care out to the dead. <laughs> OK, <laughs> um, but the current itself is like extremely strong and the river is very fast and 
Anyway. And, it, and it's t- a tidal current. So it's going in and mm-hmm. out and in and out and in and out. So mm-hmm. again, like a good way for things to get mm-hmm. just like end up in places you would never expect. Absolutely. And spit out really, really far yeah. into the ocean, which is crazy. And also the river is going by the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard. And there's a lot of enormous steamers that come in from the ocean, like like oil steamers and stuff that get like pushed up the river. And so like wakes are incredibly tall and vicious in the river, too. This is not a river we swim in. It's not gentle. It's uh, it's kind of a murderous, murderous roiling wake. And I will just say also, this is like giving me strong wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald vibes right now. <laughs> oh my god i like want to listen to that song so bad in this moment like ah yeah so good i'm will not lie to you i find that song to be amazing (laughs) it is a great song important to me okay we can roll the credits with that behind oh my god a hundred percent i'm like tempted to just like dial it up right now okay so um so anyway, so somebody at work brought this story up and I did a little, I, I read one article about it. Okay. So I don't want to make it sound like I was, you know, pouring over the tomes to like find the information about this. at the Portsmouth Library going through the microfiche. I was in the river itself <laughs> underwater. With a stethoscope. Just I, asking it questions. I got in the albacore and I journeyed down into the river depths. Oh God, that's another local reference. The albacore is a submarine that is here that you can, that you can tour. It's, it's from a long time. I don't know when it's from actually, but it's really cute and it's old. It's probably like World War II era. I would, I would guess. guess so. Yeah. Yeah, and you can. It's up on land, and you can tour. It's like a little museum historical site. Okay. Not recommended if you have claustrophobia, as yeah. I found out the hard way as a oh, child. Oh, buddy. So my parents took me there because it was a reward for wearing my eye patch, <laughs> <laughs> and it just led to worse things. <laughs> Uh, so then you had a panic attack in your eye patch in a submarine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. you little baby yeah. angel. Yeah. I think I got candy afterwards. Oh, so you know what? Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Plus, I bet you were so cute in the eye patch. Looking back, I was pretty cute. Mm-hmm. The eye patches were hard because I was also, God, this is so embarrassing. I was also allergic to the adhesive on the eye patch. So not only did I have an eye patch and glasses, pink tortoiseshell glasses, but I also had a face rash from the from the adhesive. So yeah, it was. Um, what a time. It was a lot. How old were you? Five. Please don't say 15. Yeah, no, I was five. <laughs> it's like nightmare. Yeah. Okay. So. Fine. It's the time to do it if you yeah, have to. If you're going to do it. Do and it I'm grateful five. not to have a lazy eye anymore. Beautiful. So. Worth the investment of torture. I also will just say that I had to wear corrective shoes when I was <laughs> oh. six. And they were like um, enormous blunt-nosed Timberlands is what they looked like, but dark brown and fuzzy. And they were hideous. They have like a metal component. I'm picturing Forrest Gump. No, the they only... didn't have braces. Okay. They were just to change the shape of like how my feet hit the ground. I was like supinating too oh, intensely okay. so they were to change that okay but they were so ugly and i had oh, to get on the bus and then when i got made fun and of. how old were you then i'm six oh see we could have been buds because you we were six been... and when wearing those shoes at the same time i was wearing my ipad when you were five what? dang it i love that but yeah. we were so we were four hours, hours apart, apart. <laughs> yeah yeah okay anyway. anyway so back to the piscataqua the river of doom <laughs> <laughs> murder river um okay so the Piscataqua um, cuts between our two towns, and there are three bridges that span the P- Piscataqua between Portsmouth and Kittery. There's a memorial bridge, there's the Sarah Long Bridge in the middle, also known as the Middle Bridge, and then there's the Big Bridge, which it probably has a name that I forget, that goes, um, that's the 95 Bridge. Okay, so... Back in the day, in the 30s, there was a bridge that is not the Sarah Mildred Long Bridge, but a bridge in in a similar area that had a train track under it. And on the evening of September 10th, 1939, there was a train going from North Berwick down to Boston. I think it was number passenger train number 2024. It only had 12 passengers and a crew of five. And they were traveling over that bridge and it was at that time the bridge was 100 years old so it was born it was born (laughs) (laughs) Portsmouth birthed that bridge in 1929 um, and it was wooden and it was known as the Portsmouth Bridge wait did you say it was already 100 years old or 10 years old 100 sorry and 100 does not equal 1929 (laughs) does it 
No. No, it sure doesn't. 1839. Okay. All right. Cool. Thank you so much for being so no 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 thank you for being dedicated to actual accurate information on this historical podcast (laughs) you're the best (laughs) anytime anytime okay so um okay so it was crossing over the Portsmouth Bridge and the Portsmouth Bridge itself is 40 feet above water now it doesn't say I never said in this article whether that whether that was at high tide or low tide because of course of course of course the water goes up and down okay Anyway, so there were barges that were attached to the bridge, like anchored to the bridge, and they were, and because the current is so intense in the Piscataqua, those barges were being pulled by the current, which was then pulling on this wooden bridge, Mm -hmm. 100 year old wooden bridge. And there, this bridge had already been weakened at that point. Um, and remember when, oh my God, an oil tanker struck the Sarah Mildred Long Bridge a couple of years ago. Yes, when it was our only bridge. When it was our other, only yeah. bridge because the memorial bridge. It got pinned up against being, the bridge because yes, of the current. Because of the current. It was yeah. crazy. Anyway, that also happened. It has happened before. Yeah. And it happened two years prior to this train situation. Um, so the bridge, 100 years old, wooden, has already been smashed into by an oil thing, barely repaired or repaired, but not well. And um, and so this uh, 40 feet above the river bridge has this train going across and a section of the structure collapsed. And so the engine itself at the front of the train and the first car of the train disappeared into the water, <sighs> fell into the water, and then it drowned both the engineer and the fireman. So the fireman was doing the shoveling the coal and the engineer driving the train. So and luckily there were no passengers in that first car. Mm-hmm. Oh, so the two of them, though, drowned. And then the two remaining cars on there somehow stopped at the shattered edge of the bridge. Wow. No one knows why or how. Like probably... Angels. <laughs> Probably <laughs> That's spirits. That's the only explanation. And then the brakes, um, the brakes did go on, though, too, at that time. They were, like, automatically came on. So the next day, there was a, a report in the local paper, the Portsmouth Herald, which we still have today, that they ended up finding um, the bodies of the two gentlemen. One was found, like, near the bridge, and one was found 10 days later, actually, um, way wow. up in the... Um, in the marina, the Great Bay Marina. Oh, wow. So so it was an incoming tide. Well, I mean, it's 10 days later. So there were well, many tides that happened <laughs> in between that time. But yeah, so the thing is, is that when they were constructing, reconstructing the middle bridge, the Sarah Long Bridge, they had to dig deeper into the river basin in order to like actually adequately reconstruct the bridge. And so they had to, they ended up dredging up the remains this is when of the they train. Rebuilt yeah, it, like yeah. Six years ago. Or yeah, something? six years ago. Okay. Nineteen. Nope. Nineteen seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Twenty seventeen is okay. when they did it. So sorry. So they had to. This is a disjointed story, but basically, like we were getting a new bridge because it had been hit by an oil tanker, but it was also due to it be was, reconstructed was, yeah. anyway in yeah. 2017. So it was reconstructed, and while they were doing that and getting like you know really deep pylons and like all those things to support the bridge, they ended up pulling up all of the wheels of the cars that mm-hmm. were buried, and they ended up pulling up part of the cars that had like the um coal in them they pulled up a few of those so they ended up getting some of the um some of the stuff from the train and they displayed it by the albacore for a little while good old albacore coming right back around yeah i want to go to the albacore on a date actually so if any listeners would like to take me on a first date to the albacore i want to go okay so they then they decided not to do not to let it like be displayed there for a long time because they said there was no synergy between submarines and trains and my feeling is that that submarine was in that river that train was in that river right. there's synergy motherfuckers so anyway. probably died in both like yeah well so i guess probably not the submarine because i actually then yeah the submarine wouldn't exist i don't know if if people died in that submarine i don't know the story of the albacore but maybe that's something either, for another historical gossip day yes. so at any rate, all, all of those artifacts were donated to the Kittery Historical and Naval Museum. So that's where you can see them now if you're interested. Oh, nice. Did yeah. the two states fight over them like they did the Portsmouth Naval Shipyard? Oh, my God. No, there's apparently was no fight. And I also, as I was just talking about the Albacore, it reminded me, did you hear about a German U-boat that came up the Piscataqua during World War II? 
No, but I know that they netted like those those um, sort of pylons that go off of the big pier at Fort Foster out to Wood Island. Mm. Those were put in place to for nets for mm-hmm. U-boat nets. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that they netted the harbor, but I didn't know that there was mm-hmm. one that Made came it, up. Yeah, came up the river. And someone else at work was telling me about like how there was a lookout tower like out at Appledore, one of the islands mm-hmm. off the coast of Portsmouth. There are a few islands that also have shitloads of historical goss, including an axe murder. Anyway, so that somebody that like, I guess, German soldiers came across in a U-boat and couldn't land anywhere and they were starving and like falling apart and they were spotted by the Appledore Tower and they like asked for aid and help and I don't, we don't know if they were aided or helped and we don't even know if that story is true but that's a, story, that's a little story I heard. Oh, yeah, we heard I was like she's just making this up no I'm just I'm just oh, yeah. telling you that's how gossip works dude yeah, someone yeah. told me no, this I thing I don't you. know if it's true I, missed that part of it, I love it well, so, we should look. You know, I have an uncle who wrote a book about the history of those islands. So I wonder if it's bring him on the pod. Uh, no, oh, that's no. not gonna happen. Uh, 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 okay, right on. But <laughs> we can read. His but book. I have his book. <laughs> yeah, great, <laughs> excellent. Yeah. So that's my gossip I for the week. That. I had never heard any of that. And Neither had I. I know. I feel like I know more about the Piscataqua River than a lot of people, <laughs> but I didn't know that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the most gruesome part of the story when my coworker was telling me was that, she, you know, she was like, and the train is still down there today and you can dive and see all the dead bodies in it. And I was like, ooh, and tragically, that is not true. Not, not a single part of that is the No, case, no but... part of that whatsoever. But <laughs> I liked the idea of it. Also, the idea of diving in the Piscataqua River. Nightmare. Is a nightmare. Yeah, yeah, absolute nightmare. Please don't do it. Um, do you have any gossip this week? I do, but you okay. can't tell anyone. Well, I mean, I might. All right. <laughs> well, we'll no promises. It's okay because this has been it's been edited to protect the innocent anyway. Excellent. All right, um, hit me. I'm excited. This was this happened while I was at work. I was um, meeting with some folks, and we were in this small conference room. So my office built a building for us during COVID. Not knowing COVID was coming, they like broke ground on this new building for us like the week of the pandemic or that the pandemic hit and we all went home. Um, so weird timing. But anyway, um, so there are like eight people <laughs> who go to the office every day in this beautiful, <laughs> big, new, like all glass office space. And I was meeting with some folks in this, yeah, in this small conference room. And we were just wrapping up our meeting, kind of standing up and like just enjoying the view. It's like there's a view, beautiful view of downtown Portsmouth and you can see the water and we we're just kind of mm-hmm. like taking a moment. Great. Love and it. love an all glass building. Just saying. Oh, it's, it's great. Beautiful. Uh, Unless it's like very tall. No, no. I'll it's just only say. four stories. Yeah. So. If, if we're, I don't know. Skyscraper. Yeah. Scare me. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's very squat. It's a very big building, but it's not very tall. <laughs> love, I love yeah. squat things. <laughs> um, anyway, so we're standing up by the window and, and my coworker goes, Oh, I think that that's my daughter's French teacher. And there was like this group of, they looked like, um, so we've leased like two of the floors, but all the other spaces in the building are empty. So there's like a lot of like construction-y people and like not just people who do the construction, but people who wear head uh, hard head hats. (laughs) 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 But like people who wear hard hats, but wear suits and have clipboards. Like, I don't know. Yeah, what an interesting look. Yeah, like if they're architects or I don't know. Just like. Yeah. What are you? Construction business people. Yeah. So there was kind of a group of these people kind of milling around, like looking at the building, talking. And she's like, I think that's my daughter's French teacher. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like, is this a side gig for them or what? And But we're like three stories up. So we're like looking down. She's like, is it him? I don't know. And all three of us are like plastered to the window. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm imagining. She's like, she's like, yeah, like, well, I mean, it's not just my my daughter's French teacher, I also lost my virginity to him. <laughs> and I, was like, I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is your coworker or this is like someone who's visiting in for a meeting? No, like, this is a coworker. Oh, thank God. And um, I was like, <laughs> wait. And then my brain did this funny thing because I was like, wait, is your daughter from this affair? And I was like, wait, that isn't, it was like not adding up. And they were like, this person was just like, yeah, like, my daughter doesn't know that, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and of course, like, I'm trying to spin this like it's secretly her father tail in my head. <laughs> and then I was like, no, that's not how that works. It doesn't add up at all. 
this coworker who's been happily married for a very long time. It just like tickled me so. And so at this point, she says this, and we're all like super plastered to the. And I was like, I gotta see this guy. Like, yeah. You know, and. <laughs> At that very moment, though, like, I mean, like, my nose is basically squished <laughs> on the glass, full palms out, like, me and these couple other coworkers. Yeah, and this guy, a- this guy looks up and sees us <laughs> and waves. <laughs> and we all just, like, kind of turn around and also sort of wave. <laughs> Does he see the woman that he boned down? As a virgin? Uh, it was hard to tell. It was hard wow. to tell. Can you yeah. imagine if he looked up and he was like, wow, I can see up the skirt of the girl whose virginity I took. <laughs> <laughs> so many years later. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yep. Love it. And I also just love the fact that this woman has this secret that her mm-hmm. daughter doesn't know and like goes to school and like takes French from this guy. And mm-hmm. like he's a great teacher and they have a good relationship and all of this. Mm-hmm. But the secret that the child doesn't know is yeah. that the French teacher took his mother, her mother's virginity. Yeah, that French teacher and your mom have done it. Like, yeah. that's, I mean, if you think back on all of your teachers in high school, please yeah. imagine, you yeah. know, oh, and you're just like secretly that teacher had boned your mom. God, I can't even. Wild. Wild. And it's also just that funny feeling of like, oh my God, my parents are fully formed people with like sex lives and oh, histories. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Having to face that. Yeah. No, and if you still live in the town where you grew up or like, you know, right next to the town where you grew up or whatever, then there's like mage history around. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of wild. <laughs> Yeah, it was also hilarious because it's like very out of character for this person, mm, my coworker, totally. to like say that. It was mm. like, wait, what? <laughs> it was just such a delightful way to end a meeting. <laughs> love it. Yeah, love all about that. Thank so, you so much. That's my hot gossip. Yeah, I love that gossip. <laughs> well, um, I ran across this profile that brought up a trope, a an online dating trope that I I thought we might hash a little. All right. First, I. I'm wondering if you can just tell me how old you think this person is. Um, 72. Yeah, that would be my guess as well. Mm-hmm. Like 70 to 75, like, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, like slightly older than my parents. Yeah, that's exactly or what Or ballpark same age, but doesn't hasn't held up quite as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I'm doing my due diligence for the podcast and I'm swiping on Bumble one evening. Mm-hmm. And I come across this <laughs> this profile and he has his age listed as 49. Could have and, been a very rough 49 years. Um, and then underneath it, he has his about me section, and which reads as this. Age 53. Not sure how to correct. Hmm. And I just want to call no on this. Like, just tell the truth. You know, mm-hmm. dude, you're not 49. And you're not 53. You're yeah. just not. You're really not. You're, mm-hmm. se- you're possibly 70. You're maybe 68. Maybe. But, you know, okay. Age 53, not sure how to correct. Successful, driven, lifelong learner, well-spoken and well-traveled, fluent in four languages. Seeking woman of sound mind, body, and eye with whom to cross deserts, climb mountains, and sail the seven seas. INFJT. And then he is 5'10", a Gemini, and conservative. Every photo of him for the first half of his profile is him with his other ancient man buddies, mm-hmm. which is kind of sweet. Like, it's cool. I'm glad mm-hmm. you have guy friends. That's awesome. But you're not selling us on this lie you're trying but to But I spin. also couldn't tell which one he was, <laughs> yeah. you know, because it didn't show his, like, a single. It was just, like, groups of men. And the men in the photos, I just need you to take a look at how, at how they age-wise look, you know, the ones in the back. And they there's a just, is there a distinct wise guy flavor to this photo <laughs> like especially with some with two of the dudes in the front it's screaming like wise guys on vacation in totally. miami totally to yeah and like i think part of it is all of the gray goatees that we're seeing gray goatees and i just want to know what's going on with this like vest situation yep the vest that is too short for the torso yeah it's like one of those vests you wear like under a tuxedo that That's just has right. the clip in the back yeah but it is like Way too short. And you pair it with a cummerbund. Right. Anyway. Um, or I think you, I think it's cummerbund. All of those. But anyway. All of those men are well over 49. Yeah, the for The middle sure. guy in the front could be in his mid-50s. Could be. Yeah. But he's and definitely the, younger than the others by decades. And the guys in the back are like 75. Yeah. So, okay. 
so that's that's that. And then his um, it goes on to say this. I quote too much from is the um, prompt that he selected. Mm-hmm. So I quote too much from Marcus Aurelius. <laughs> Okay. And then um, a non-negotiable is another prompt. And the answer to the non-negotiable is smoking, wokeness, and gold diggers. And then the photo with that is him in an oddly printed shirt with extremely mirrored sunglasses, which I just am like, wowee, we're getting quite a picture here. But I also like hate seeing wokeness ever. I well, I never say. like I never understand like if it's non-negotiable that you be woke or that you not to be woke. Oh, it's, I mean, he's conservative. I mean, definitely right. that you cannot yeah. be woke. Yeah, yeah, thou canst be. woke. But like, if you say wokeness is a non-negotiable, to yeah. me that reads mm. yes, that is you a need requirement. To apply, yes, there needs to be an application <laughs> of context clues for that yeah. for sure. <laughs> right. But also, this like screams to me like, oh, this is like a wealthy conservative dude who wants a younger woman but she needs to be of sound eye (laughs) sound eye which she can't possibly be if she also believes you're 49 there you go there you go maybe it's a maybe it's a test maybe he's testing me to see if i am of sound eye oh you know well you should message him no (laughs) no thank you but anyway those um so i guess i what i wanted to bring up trope wise Mm -hmm. are the gentlemen of age of mage age who lie about their age on the dating app and yeah. i we we've come across this plenty you and i have sure. talked about it before. but in fairness i also only look at male profiles so mm-hmm. i'm sure it happens across the board yeah that's a great point um, yeah i see it clearly in men over and mm-hmm. over and over again but what seems weird to me about that is that it's so socially acceptable for older men, much older men, to date young women, mm-hmm. that it doesn't seem like they would need to lie about their age in order mm-hmm. to get said women. So, like, I'm just curious what that's about. Because I, I, I almost would expect I'd see less age lying mm-hmm. in the male population because it is just, mm-hmm. like... Acceptable, yeah. Especially men of, with money. I wonder if it's if it's to try to trick the women's age settings, though, on the, oh. you know, like yeah. women who are... You know, let's say 31 for... and they're like, I only want to see men who are between this oh, age and that's this absolutely age. why. I yeah. didn't even think of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why he came up on mine. Just to like appear. Yeah. Yeah. And what it, he's like, I just want to appear in your search because once you see me, you're going to love me <laughs> or whatever. Um, you can which, roll with this crew. <laughs> which is also probably true for some women, for sure. They're, yeah. They'll see that and be like, yeah, that's my guy. In which case, you know, that's great. Right. There's a lid for every pot. Sure. You know? Yeah, absolutely. They um, should just acknowledge it and change their age settings yes. so that they see all of all of those yeah elder men so that's just sort of something that and i laughed at this one because i also was like why are you setting yourself at such a low age if you're not looking for gold diggers too right i'm like okay well because right. he, he wants you to adore him for his money he just doesn't want you to have any of it yeah absolutely and yeah. he wants you to adore him for his money and also it's be extremely status. good at lying about it too yeah pump up his ego in different ways <laughs> but yeah um what about you did you run across any interesting profiles yes. recently well, this is just a little chunk from um somebody's profile <laughs> okay that i would love would love some help interpreting okay as i often ask you for yeah so the prompt this is from hinge the prompt is um fact about me that surprises people only 0.15 percent is how you decided to look in a certain occasions is the part you were born with and can't change, and 0.15% how people perceives you. (laughs) What does that mean? What does that mean? First of all, does all of that add to 100 or no? It does, actually. Okay, you added it. I was like, oh, no, it does. Like, whenever we get into the 0.10th of a percent of something, I'm like, what we... Or not 0.10th, excuse me, just 10th of a percent. Yeah, it does. So (laughs) 99.7% is the part you were born with and can't change. I don't know if I believe that, but okay, sir. And then we have (laughs) 0.15% each of... um, is how you decided to look in certain occasions and how people perceives you. Can you tell me again what the prompt was? Fact about me that surprises people. <laughs> I'm going to let you read it because it's just going to be easier for you. Fact about me that surprises people. 
And then it's and then it's the fair. entire response is all about you, mm-hmm. not him. What the fudge? Like, what do you think they're trying? Like, even just ignoring the prompt. Yeah. Like, what are they trying to communicate there? Right. Totally. What are we getting at? Uh, maybe it's definitely something about how he looks to you. Okay. So, listen, 99.7% of me I can't change anyway is what he's saying. And then only 0.15% is how I decided to look in a given situation. And then 0.15% is what you think of me. So, uh, so it's know. like, here's the foundation. It is what it is. And then there's this little layer of like what I have control over, which is like the yeah. outfit I'm wearing. Right. This I've tried 0.15% to impress you. And then the you. rest of us on you. <laughs> yeah. 0.5%. I basically 0.15%. can't control any of it. Yeah. I think if we were going to go pop psychology here, this is a self-protection maneuver um, against mm-hmm. reje- rejection sensitivity. But it's wild and also i mean grammatically no but we we can just look beyond that but but like also just such specific numbers yeah and also can you like can you just tell me what you want to say which is like can you put in your profile like i look like a big old dork but i swear to god i'm great i don't know (laughs) like i've seen that i've seen that so many times in people's profiles where they're like listen i'm not the hottest guy ever but i'm pretty great or just say like you know what? I'm not actually going to try to change or like better yeah. myself mm. and mm. you get what you get. Cause I feel mm-hmm. like that's another read on that too. Oh, I definitely a correct yeah. read for sure. I mean, if someone says 99.7% of me is unchangeable and something I, and is like inherent to me from birth, that definitely says like, <laughs> that definitely does not scream. I've gone to therapy. To yeah. me. <laughs> no. But I also like reading it as if he's talking about his hair. <laughs> 99.7% is the part you were born with, <laughs> which I agree with entirely. <laughs> if, if any of you out there have ever tried to change from a side part to a middle part or the other way around, mm. depending on how many decades you've been alive, it's not easy. So <laughs> it ain't easy. So Ashley, do you have any swipes for me this week? I totally do. I'm going to play this audio prompt and you let me know how you would swipe on this. All right. Can't okay. Wait. Oh, my God. This is a TikTok of an audio prompt. <laughs> What's up, little mama? Do you fart with that ass? <laughs> because tonight will be the night that I will fall for you ever again. I would totally go on that date. hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, dude, that, that's that's Spicoli. Like, I know. That's 2022 Spicoli. Mm-hmm. Like, why not? Mm-hmm. You could go get some pizza mm-hmm. oh, and 100%. get a good story out of it. Yeah. And maybe fall in love. I think go to Funorama. That would be the best date with oh, that that'd person. Oh, that would be a good date. I don't know. Yeah. Play a little skee-ball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, like... And then, like, maybe drink enough to, like, really get into some mischief. Because that's always what I want to do when I drink enough. Break into the high school. Like, I don't know. Like, silly string something. Like, some yeah. sort of, like, innocent. Absolutely. Uh, Toilet paper hijinks. French high school teacher. Yeah. Yeah. Like, tape together the, packing tape together the tires of two cars. Or, I don't know. Just I don't know if that even works. I just made that up. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't. But Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Great. I'm glad you're going on that date. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I would like you to tell me if you would swipe left or right. There's two things going on in this fellow. We'll call him Michael. This fellow's profile. So first, I'd like you to look at the picture and describe it and not look at the words below it. Okay. Will do. Oh, shit. <laughs> Wowie. Okay. Michael has done photographic magic and there are two of his faces in this photo one of them is michael with no hair and a close trimmed beard and really earnest eyes and no smile the other is behind him in a fleece and you see more of the chest here and um michael also has no hair but a long beard with a very bushy mustache and still the earnest eyes. Same face, but way more ag- aggro facial hair. And it's in black and white in sort of like old timey black and white. Mm-hmm. So at first, I when I first saw this, I 
I was like, wait, is that the same person? <laughs> it took me way too long to realize not only is it the same person, it's the exact same photo of the same yeah. person, just stamped one yeah. after the other. It's like um, clearly some filter. Yeah. But like no explanation of like why this has been done. Yeah, no shit. It's like, yeah, this old timey like big bushy mustache that like wings out to the sides and this like very long but very well sculpted like old timey kind of beard. And then the other photograph photo of Michael with the shorter clipped facial hair and stuff is like down to the like lower right of that photo and it almost looks like the photo of himself with a long beard is like holding the <laughs> like other photo version. like a baby of him on his lap for this photograph. <laughs> yes. Um, all right, so there's that, which I'm not really sure how to read exactly, but um, then there is the way that he answers the prompt beneath this. Okay. So the prompt is two truths and a lie. Oh, God. I have won and lost $222,000 in the same day, exclamation point. Immediately no. Okay. I have broken over 30 bones in my body, exclamation point. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> I have flipped an SUV 10 times the day I bought it and walked away. No exclamation points. <laughs> okay, I cannot. We I swipe the bad way so hard my finger breaks. I cannot. No way. No way. If two of those are true, mm-hmm. no. No, this is a walking red flag. No, no, no. Yeah, but no what I would interest. love to know is if yeah. two of them have to be true, which two would you hope they were? Oh, God. Well, if you, if you had to go on a date with this guy. Okay, okay, okay. Yes, I And see. you know two of these things are true, which two would you want them to be? Oh, I want them to be the broken bones in the SUV, not the losing $200,000 in one day exclamation yeah. point. Yeah. That's crazy. I just want to believe that he, I'm, I want to tell myself that he like has worked some noble job where like he's saving people in the Himalayas or something. And that's why he's broken 30 bones. And then I want to, I want him to have wrecked his SUV on the same day that he bought it because he was avoiding a puppy in the road or something. Yeah. This is some like real, like leaving Las Vegas <laughs> shit. That's the one I'm thinking of. Right. And that's the one where he's trying to drink himself to death yeah. with Elizabeth Shue. Yeah. That's yeah. the one. Mm-hmm. He's pretty bad. Losing and winning hundreds of thousands of dollars and flipping cars. No, like. I'm really looking for someone who I can count on mm-hmm. in my life. Yes, this paints an ugly picture, but he's very cute and he really does have honest eyes. He, he, he 100% earnest, but. really earnest eyes. But yeah, no thank you. Yeah. Sorry, Michael. Swipe the bad way. Swipe the bad way. <laughs> Hope you find your, your person. <laughs> Let's talk flags. All right. So you had asked me a second ago that I don't believe is on audio, but uh, what my if I've seen any good red flags lately, and I have, and I just I'll just verbally say it to you, and then I'll show you an image of it. And I wish that you could all see this on social media, but I think it is possibly inappropriate to post other people's things from their profiles. I just keep when you say that I just keep thinking about how much I wish that we could show people the live laugh love tattoo. Oh God, so good. Okay, here's the here's the red flag that his main photo, I guess really if any of these photos are it, but this is his main photo that comes up like before you do anything on Bumble. Mm-hmm. The main photo is him fully mouth to mouth kissing his dog. I love dogs, but yeah, no, it felt very strange. And it looks. Oh, wow. It's a passionate like, mouth it's to a mouth. Passionate it's mouth not to like mouth. a jokey mouth to mouth. No, it's not like a hi, buddy. I'm going to give you. A no, it's like a it's like a tender, slow, like. Yeah. Deep eyes closed. Yeah. This is a, a man sitting like wearing like a, a nice looking like taupe sweater, sweater or sweatshirt sitting on like a nice taupe couch with with a very taupe dog yeah yeah like, he's giving wealth he's giving like corporate job he's giving like one would assume stable person and i'm like thank you actually for putting that as your number one photo because you are scaring me yeah <laughs> and we might like not know this about draped you. across his lap and kind mm-hmm. of looking up at him yeah and in he has like his sort arm of around a, the dog i mean it, it really in like a painterly renaissance like sort of hot woman kind of way the dog is draped yeah and he has like smoochy face the dog's entire nose area is pressed up against his face and his eyes are closed like he is deeply in a enjoying passionate it. Embrace. Passionate embrace. Yeah, really uncomfortable. 
So that is my wow. red flag. I was like, hell to the That's no. That's a really good red flag. Thank you. His expression is really it's something. It's too much. It is too much. I mean, I wouldn't mind being kissed like that, but not after the dog. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> you know where that mouth has been? It's been against butthole moments mm-hmm. prior, probably. Yeah. Okay. At best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's many places that that mouth has been. Okay. And then my green flag. Okay. So we can palate cleanse a little bit is this little biscuit and he answers this prompt the dorkiest thing about me is and he says the dorkiest thing about me is I subscribe to seven magazines and three newspapers and I call it quote magazine zero when I'm caught up on all of them only then am I allowed to read books (laughs) oh my god and there's a second one too the second one is a prompt that is I'm looking for So his response is, I'm looking for generally a serious monogamous relationship, specifically an assertive woman who loves concerts, cats, and crossword puzzles, and horror movies with three pumpkin emojis. Oh, I know. Green flag, green flag. I know. Did you swipe him the good way? I did. We didn't. (gasps) This guy's a loser. Red flag. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I just well. loved him. I I love you. <laughs> <laughs> She's being assertive. <laughs> That's right. I'm extremely assertive, actually, probably too assertive. <laughs> but I do love concerts, cats, and crossword puzzles, and I like to read magazines and newspapers. Do you like horror, horror movies, spooky movies? Well, I mean, he could give me a nice cuddle while we watch them because they're pretty scary to me. And yeah. I definitely, um, I really love horror comedy. Okay. Like, sit me in front of the Gremlins or. Okay. I almost just said 10 things I hate about you. (laughs) (laughs) Classic horror comedy Um, or Little Shop of Horrors. Okay. Yeah. What about like Love Witch? Are you into that? Oh, I saw Love Witch and it was beautiful. I mean, but that film, like you just want to eat it when you watch it. It's so gorgeous. Yeah. Oh my God. I figured you would like it. Big fan. It's campy. It's not actually scary. Right. Exactly. Like that stuff, happy to do. But a lot of jump scares are a little much for me. Mm -hmm. But honestly, psychological thrillers are worse. Like the ones with like a lot of like ups and downs and abuse and like terrible stories of like just general normal human beings becoming horrible that's actually scarier to me mm-hmm. than 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 like, like cult, halloween cult shit and like or well i love cult shit yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. i'm okay with people being horrible slowly over becoming worse over time yeah in it's that sense, yeah but... it's more like i don't really like to watch like some serial killer stuff oh, yeah. or like or like a like a, a man <laughs> a man who's like um abusing his wife and then like trying to track her down to kill her or something oh yeah that sort of shit it's like, terrifying yeah that's a yeah. little too close to home for mm-hmm. me. So, yeah. um, how about you? Do you have some flags? I do. I do. I feel like the red flag might be one we've talked about before, but it bears mentioning again. Yeah, absolutely. Because Many of these just red like, flags we should really hammer home. <laughs> it really just happens all the time. And it is people reach out to somebody to make a connection and they're starting a conversation and then they don't do their part to keep the conversation going. Oh, God. Like, they'll ask, like, a really perfunctory, like, how's your day? Or mm-hmm. something really boring to start off with. Fine, whatever. Okay, maybe not everybody is, you know, good at conversation. You're at least starting. So, okay. Mm-hmm. And then you don't follow it up with any questions after that. Like, mm-hmm. how's your day? And then the next person will be like, oh, my day's been all right. Like, you know, did you do did you do anything fun today or like something more specific to kind of like mm-hmm. get something to sink into? And the person just keeps answering and leaving all of the question asking on the one like just a one sided conversation. And it yeah. is amazing how often it happens. Yeah, this is and like you reached out to me. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this is a an oft cited problem on yeah. TikTok as oh, well. Yeah. Like. And we'll post some of those in our stories. You can see yeah. some of them I've saved. I mean, there's so many, but it is just like it's horrible. You're like, oh my god, you're gonna put the entire onus upon, like upon me. And I think honestly, as a red flag, there's a red flag in many ways about this. Like, a, you're really boring, and mm-hmm. I don't want to hang out with you. Like, I don't even want to be friends with you if we're just gonna talk about you the whole time. Right. But also, it just means that like you feel entitled to talk about yourself at length for hours without any interest in getting to know me, which is patriarchy. Fuck you. And then also, like, I wonder how that thread 
unspools itself into other sectors of of the life like what other things do you implicitly think that I should be in charge of for you and your comfort that you don't want to take charge of at all or that you you aren't even aware of yeah and then the 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 larger like Venn diagram piece of just reciprocity in general yeah and also do you want to know me as a person or do you just want to fuck me like right always the question that I have when I'm like or when the conversation goes to the place of like let's just talk about how you want to fuck me and not mm-hmm. about excuse me for this language sorry if this is coarse for any of you okay, but I like think there are any children listening <laughs> yeah really lock your children they're, up they're bored to death by now <laughs> yeah, no shit. but like you know what I mean it's just like the, suddenly we're focusing only on like dirty talk or like only on like the things you want to do to God. me yawn yeah. a thousand times totally and I'm there's like, nothing cool. you can tell me that's like I don't know, that I just, like, haven't heard before, like, right out of the blue that's going to, like, pique my interest. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. I want to know who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And I don't really want you to treat me like a redheaded fuck slave, mm-hmm. you know, that, like, has no personality. Because I can, I have, like, I don't have a lot to offer, honestly, but I have a lot what? of personality to offer. That is not, <laughs> what? Are you even, what does that even mean? <laughs> I will say it is absolutely not true. Well, and also, I, mean. I don't even know what I you don't mean. Know. I'm not so, I'm not that fucking great, is all I'm saying, but I do have a lot of personality. <laughs> And I can and I love a conversation. So at the very least, let me like use my use my skills a little. Yeah. To me, like the one sided question thing always comes across as like they like they don't have anything to prove to you. Like you are like, I don't know. It's like they just want to. Yeah, is there know. a peacocking like a good... section here? Because I feel that sometimes where it's like I ask an interesting question and they want to kind of peacock a little bit uh, mm-hmm. like and show off a little bit in their answer, which I do actually get. If it's a function of anxiety, then I, I have space in my heart to allow for this. Like if if it's a guy who's like, I want to prove myself in some way so I'm just going to answer these questions with like lots of information and seem really interesting and this is a part of the way oh, yeah. that if that were the woo. case it would be one thing but that's yeah. not usually how it goes it's just like yeah. one line answers or mm-hmm. like really boring one word responses and you're like what where what's your plan here what was your plan coming into this this conversation I don't even it. I don't even get yeah. it I'm like you have to woo even just a little bit and the way that you can woo even just a little bit is ask me like three questions about me. <laughs> yeah. Or like give some kind of like funny response even. Yeah. Or right. Yeah. A little bit more to go on. So even if even if for a little while the like question asking burden is on me, you're giving me something to go with. Yeah, totally. So. I um, have to admit something horrible, which is that mm-hmm. I've actually started just demanding that men ask me questions. Like when they start droning on about themselves, they say, OK, now you ask me a question. Yeah, that's good. I just said like. This is how we do this now. I would love to know if like men get this from women because yeah, I feel like yeah. it probably doesn't happen as often. I'd also like but to I'm know. But I'm talking like six times a week. Like I'm this like, happens yeah. more often than not. Yeah. Like probably have to wade through 25 of these conversations before I get one conversation with a person who I'm like, oh, this person can have a conversation. I mean, it's just like astounding. I'd also and it makes me think like when you go to get your driver's license, like maybe there should also be like a class you have to take. <laughs> about how to have a conversation if you're a man yeah and you get like a like a talky emoji on your license next to your the heart for your organ donor yeah yeah and the little star in the middle of the state for the real id now yeah perfect i was just thinking too like in terms of um women who date women and non-binary femmes like i would be really interested um to know if this is something that comes up at all because i'm just imagining like vision i have in my head is of course like an unfair like utopic sort of vision where it's just luscious, generative, <laughs> like deep, beautiful conversations that just spill in like rainbowic truth from your mouths when you meet. Like that's what I'm imagining. Yeah. I and- would love to know. And and maybe before I can't even remember if I was like, I wonder if this happens to men with women. It, I possibly just like made it super straight, but yes, yeah, and anyone, yeah. Well, I, y- anyone you have other to wonder, than like cis women who date straight mm-hmm. cis men. Yeah, I would love to know about. Yeah, and also, you know, for gay men or just men who date non-binary masks like what's the deal there maybe the need is very different too mm-hmm. like perhaps this is unneeded or not like in an in interest um i imagine there are many men who would like to be known by their partners though mm-hmm. as yeah, well so <laughs> so i just would be interested in, and also i mean i've dated some really good conversationalists who yeah. are 
I mean, Actually, I can't imagine you dating a not, poor conversationalist. Like, you are such sure. a talker. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, like... <laughs> like, in a good way. Yeah, I'm looking for someone who just doesn't speak so I can really own the <laughs> no, stage. the opposite of what I'm saying. <laughs> no, totally. And, right, and because, like... It's my, a lot of how you connect with people. Absolutely. Yeah. And, like, conversation is my erogenous zone, for yeah. sure. One of, one of the many. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I have dated quiet people I have also dated people who are not particularly good conversationalists necessarily but we somehow get through that in other ways there has to be some some other like majorly important point of connection but I was just gonna say like the the men that I've dated who have been really good conversationalists not all of them have been perfectly straight either Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's um an important thing to point out yeah um and when the conversation is good though like oof man it's so sexy almost nothing is hotter yeah if you look deeply into my eyes and talk to me about something that you're passionate about and ask me about things that i'm passionate about like oh my god it's like that gif of um oh now i'm not funny it's the gif of um jim carrey when he just like i think it's whenever whatever that movie is where he's god when he shoots his arms in the air and all of his clothes rip off his body that's what happens (laughs) and you have good conversation (laughs) Yeah, like a thoughtful follow-up is a real panty dropper. Absolutely. It's like, oh, I'm being listened to and you're curious for more. No shit. Yeah. Wow. Like, you're present with me? You yeah, think if you want to go immediately from like intro conversation to being in bed. Yes. That's the way to do it. It's not absolutely. Well, one word answers because you don't have time for it. That absolutely is the shortest not. line. Yeah, absolutely. And like... So that's how you turn your red flag into a green flag. Yeah, Very exactly. Very easily. Mm-hmm. Dating tips for conversationally challenged men. I also or think... Or anyone, but... I'd like to put in a plug here, though, for neurodivergence. Because mm-hmm. I think, like, there are people for whom... And also people suffering from generalized anxiety or Absolutely. severe anxiety. Like, there are many reasons why this isn't, like, a thing that you can come out the gate, like, being amazing at, you know? And I get that. And if there's other connection points, then, like, you know, you work around that for sure. Absolutely. Um, but this is so like not the exception. Like you know, right, exactly. The, the numbers don't add up. That's um, yeah, exactly. And so. also, men that I happen to know are not neither neurodivergent nor have like major anxiety disorder, who are just yeah. dinking around in the conversation just world. Lazy. <laughs> maybe it's that or self-absorbed. Yeah. And maybe we sound self-absorbed when we're like, we want to talk about ourselves, but I just want it to be shared. I want to know everything about you, and I want you to want to know <laughs> things about me. Yeah. And I don't just know a how little to... curiosity, like in yeah. general. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to imagine being attracted to somebody who doesn't have a sense of curiosity for me. A hundred percent. Yeah. Curiosity. You know? So sexy. Also, if you think I'm funny, like I'm, the panties have dissolved. <laughs> if you think my jokes are funny, cause I'm funny. <laughs> you are funny. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> okay. And now both our panties are gone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So my green flag is... Um, maybe also one we've said before I couldn't even remember but just like I notice myself noticing this over and over again men who can fix things or build things like just immediately because it is such it's so like it's something that stresses me out Mm -hmm. like I always think about like homeownership or even just like the way I want my home to look or like all those domestic things and even today I was texting with a friend about like trying to find a plumber and Mm -hmm. like for like not a super pressing emergency but like you know when your pipes aren't working it's always kind of an emergency i have a good plumber for you and in your area actually i'll let you know after great Mm -hmm. um and like just even that stuff like if you can do anything from like change the oil in a car to like building a bookcase like i don't know snaking a drain like any of these things i'm not saying all of them to me that that's i'm just like ooh, and it's not because Mm -hmm. i'm looking to use you for that skill it's just like this is a piece of the puzzle I don't have in my life myself. Mm-hmm. And yes, I could probably learn them, but mm-hmm. I can't learn them all. Mm-hmm. And the idea of welcoming a partner in who kind of like fits in in that way. Mm-hmm. And who has interests of an like interest. Yeah. yeah. And not just an expectation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is like very exciting to me. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of this low, oh, like constant lingering stress. Mm-hmm. I yeah. did have a man sneak into my DMs once, slip into my DMs, as they say, and offer to build me a bookcase. And I thought I was going to pass out and die. Yeah, that's the hottest thing yeah i mean i know i've made the jesus joke before but like the joke is that like jesus is my perfect man because i want to date like a jewish carpenter who loves christmas (laughs) (laughs) 
the uh, best. <laughs> the greatest. Yeah. Yeah. It just, I don't know. Although I will say, I think I'm out of, uh, just by chance, it was <laughs> like I'm out of my Jewish pattern. I was in a Jewish pattern for a long time. Mm-hmm. I haven't jaded a Jewish man in a long, in a long time now. I don't know why. I love a Jewish man. Me and uh, And am currently sort of falling out with one (laughs) tragically i didn't know he was jewish yes um but yeah that's that's the way of it i love a jewish man Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you do too and that's adorable i do i do indeed actually really like i love all men so (laughs) i know this has been babe patrol we want to give a shout out to our faithful producer steph (laughs) who we've just just hired into the fold. I don't even know Steph's last name. George. Steph George, everybody. Steph George. <laughs> she hasn't actually agreed yet, but yeah. she's going to. That's fine. And if she doesn't agree, we'll cut this out. By the time she listens to this, yeah, exactly. she's going to be like, wait, I hadn't even said yes yet. <laughs> I want to just say um, that we're going to close this out after talking about good old Steph George. Closing this out. How long is this goddamn intro? <laughs> Babe Patrol is created and hosted by Lauren Audette and Ashley Bliss and is produced by Steph George. If you need an audio producer, find her website in the show notes. This podcast is brought to you by no one as of right now but if you would like to advertise with us please reach out we are interested in absolutely anybody but if you own a place where gossip happens then you completely should be advertising with us email us at baypatrolpod at gmail.com as a listener you can also support us at patreon.com slash baypatrolpod and get some extra goodies there for your trouble and if you can't support us with dollars we ask that you like us rate us five stars and review us wherever you listen to us it helps people find us and gossip with us find us on instagram at baypatrolpod and send us any hot gossip tips or dating stories to our email which again is baypatrolpod at gmail.com see you next tuesday busybodies <laughs>